if Superman forgets that he is Superman, then he's literally just Clark Kent. And Clark Kent can't fly. Clark Kent doesn't have x-ray vision. Clark Kent can't see through walls. But Superman can. And so if someone comes up to uh, Clark Kent and says, I want to remind you of who you really, really are, and puts his hand on his shoulder and says, I want to remind you that you are actually Superman. And that underneath this suit, underneath these glasses, you, you are actually a superhero that comes from Krypton. And if you'll surrender who you think you are and embrace who you really are, you'll discover that underneath here is a blue suit with a big S on it and actually you can fly. And if Clark Kent believes the person who's tapped him on the shoulder and goes into a phone box and takes off that old identity, that old suit, he will discover that he is a superhero. Too many Christians think the Christian faith is trying to act spiritual, trying to perform what they don't believe they are. And acting is absolutely exhausting. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... They are a new creation. Amen. Amen. The old has gone and the new has come. Amen. If anyone's in Christ, they are a new creation. If anyone belongs to Jesus, in that moment of belonging, they become new creation. Amen. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me the life I live in the body I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me that the call for the believer is not to act spiritual but to understand who they truly are and to be, as it were, like in the illustration of Clark Kent and Superman, and to realise what has already happened in Christ. That in Christ, the old has gone, and the new has come. That who you truly are is a new creation. That's who you really are. And it's not what your past said you were. It's not even what you believe in your current experience, who you think you are. It's what he says about you. Yeah. And he says, if anyone belongs to Christ, yeah. he's a new creation, and that the old is gone, and the new has come. Amen. So whatever identity you focus most upon is going to have the most influence in your life. That's right. Whatever identity you think most about, that's the identity that you're going to live from, and that's the identity that's going to rule you. So if you think your identity is this, I am just a sinner 
trying to be acceptable, and that's your identity, then that identity statement is going to have the most influence on you. If you think that Christianity is just trying to climb an impossible mountain to somehow get a pure heart and clean hands for your own determination, if that is the identity you believe you have, then that identity is going to have the most influence on you. If you believe that your identity is merely someone that God is putting up with in the hope that maybe one day you'll get it, if your identity is he is really just slightly ticked off with you and slightly annoyed with you but somehow puts up with you because he's merciful, if you believe that's your identity then you'll live insecure and you'll live hopeless and you'll beat yourself up most of the time. But if you understand that in Christ, that your new identity is this, that you are the beloved and that you are clean and that you are spotless and that you are blameless and that you are righteous and that you are accepted and that you are a son and that you have an inheritance and that's already yours. It changes how you live. It changes your confidence before God and it changes the way you see yourself. Amen. That you are righteous, that you are a new creature, that that is who you are. Too often we 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 don't trust what we say we believe. That's right. And so you could go up to anybody and any Christian and say, "Are you born again because of Jesus?" And say, yeah, I am. Are you a new creation because of Christ? Yeah, I am. Has the old gone and the new come? Yeah, it has, because it says it. And yet in our experience, we don't trust what we say we believe. Amen. So in that illustration of Superman, Clark Kent can say, I believe, yeah, I am Superman, that I'm not just Clark Kent, that I am the man of steel, that I, am, that I can fly. But unless he trusts that identity, unless he's willing to lay aside that old identity, Amen. he is only ever going to be Clark Kent. Amen. And so Paul is saying, there's something dynamic that happens as we actually trust who he says we are. Because it changes our expectations of what we're going to do and what we're going to experience in this life. That how much time do you give and do I give thinking about and imagining the implications of the old has gone and the new has come? Let's read some verses from Romans 6. It says in verse 1, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means! We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? The old has gone, the new has come. I've died to that old tyranny of being controlled and a slave to sin. Well, don't you know that all who were baptised into Christ were baptised into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that... Just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Amen. 
See, so many of us are caught up with trying to modify our old life. Amen. And actually, we have died to sin, been raised to new life. If we have been united with him, it says in verse 5, in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like Amen. his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we shall no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Amen. Now if we died with Christ, we believe we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Then it says this, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to Christ. You're dead. The old you, the old sinful you, that old slave to sin you, is dead. How much time do we give to considering and reckoning and and, and, and trusting and seeing ourselves as those who are raised from the dead, the old has gone and the new has come. Or how many time, how much of our time is white knuckling it to try and improve an old corpse that's already dead? Trying to dress up the old corpse to somehow make it presentable to Christ. <coughs> When actually the Bible says, you were co-crucified with Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. This life I'm living in the body, I'm living by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. <coughs> to everything we do flows from a revelation of identity. All fruit springs from identity and not performance. Amen. <coughs> the supernatural is natural because you are a supernatural being. Amen. Amen. The old has gone, the new has come. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Amen. That's not just a theoretical, theological statement. That's a statement of spiritual reality. Amen. That's where you are. You're a new creature in Christ. There are only two races on planet Earth. Those who are in Adam and dead. Those who are in Christ and alive. They are the only two races alive on the planet. Those who are reconciled and those who are not yet. If you're in Christ this morning, you are part of a brand new race on the planet Earth. You're not just a person who got a little religious one day. You're not just a person who one day decided to modify, change and adjust yourself. You were born from above. God spoke and you came alive. The Holy Spirit came past your grave and he raised you to new birth and to new life and to reconciliation with God. 
Something profound and supernatural has happened to the believer. Some theologians would even say you're not even human anymore. We know we're, we're living this life in the body. We know there's a resurrection body coming. But in the sense of something radical, transformatory has happened, my spirit has come alive to God. And the Holy Spirit has taken up residence in the believer's heart. (coughs) You no longer have to try to become what you already are. That's the good news of the gospel. You are no longer trying to become right with God. You are no longer trying to become spiritual. You are no longer trying to become reconciled. You are no longer trying to clean up your act. You are no longer trying to become a better believer. You are already accepted righteous in the beloved. It's all been done through Christ. So the moment you came to Jesus, in that very instant, you were forgiven, you were considered righteous, you were considered blameless and without blemish in that very instant of coming to Christ. It's not that the moment we got born again that we suddenly had it all sorted. That suddenly every attitude and every thought and everything we said and every motivation suddenly was perfect. It's that he looked at us and said, not guilty, no condemnation, the court is over, the verdict is in, you are forgiven, no punishment, the court is adjourned, you go free. It's, It's... about what he thinks. That's the gospel. It's what the Father says happened at Calvary. It's what the Son did. It's the Holy Spirit applying that reality. He says, I am satisfied. He says, He says, it's the faith of God in what happened in that moment. God, it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. There is no striving to become. There is no need to modify yourself. Religion is dead. Legalism has no place. Amen. Legalism is the attempt by human effort to win favour by God through obedience to God. And legalism has ended in Christ. Amen. Because he fulfilled the law on our behalf. So that his perfect, total obedience gets credited to our account. As if we were the most righteous person who'd ever lived, as if we were Christ. Amen. And he became what he was not. That he who had no sin. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. Legalism is like being given a mansion 
that's millions and millions and millions of pounds and then living to try and pay mortgage payments when he said it was a gift. You already measure up. You already are spiritual. You're already born again. Become who you already are. Agree with God, dear friends. Pride is us thinking we can run life for ourselves. That we can find satisfaction and contentment by ourselves. That we can be God. And that we can fill the emptiness with our own achievements, with our own assessment, with our own justification, with our own measuring stick. Humility is to agree with God and say, if you say I am righteous and you say I am spotless and you say I am dead to sin, then that is who I am. Agree with God. Agree with his assessment. Agree with how he sees you. And when we're tempted, we can say, I am so dead to that. I am so dead to that. The old is gone and the new has come. Grace speaks my mother like tongue now. Come into full agreement with God and embrace how he sees you and how he views you. Embrace the new possibilities found in Christ and being part of a new race on planet Earth. Identity tells us who we already are. And what being in Christ makes us capable of doing. In Christ, because we are already dead to sin, we can overcome the giants of sin. I'm dead to it. My new nature loves to please God. My new nature finds pleasure in worshipping God. My new nature loves to trust God. Life is at work in me. Life is at work in the believer. The life of God, the life of the Holy Spirit. His life at work within you is going to produce new appetites and new desires for righteousness, new desires for love, new desires for joy. New desires for peace. New desires for generosity. The life of God is at work in the believer, in the new creation, in the person who has come to Christ and been born again. Life is at work in you. The call on the believer is to abide. If you were to say, what's my job description on the planet? It's to stick close to Jesus. Mm. Is to stick close to Christ, is to have no other identity other than I am a new creation in Christ. I am a new creature. That is my identity. I am the beloved. I am loved. 
I am cared for. To have no other identity than the old has gone and the new has come. It is normal for the child of God to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. It's normal because that's part of the new. My sheep will know my voice. It is normal for the child of God to begin to grow into maturity and to do the exploits of the kingdom. That is normal. That's your inheritance. It is normal for us now to bring life to dead places, to dead dreams, to dead people, to dead places and communities. Finish with one more verse. 1 Peter. 1 says in verse 3. I praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope. In 2 Peter. 1 verse 3. Peter says his divine power has given us everything we need for godly life. Through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises. So that through them we may participate in the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. We get to participate in the divine nature. Anyone's in Christ. It's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Living hope. Participation in the very nature of God. Dead to sin. Alive to God. Resurrected to brand new life and brand new possibilities. So practically, it's about abiding. Yes. It's about sticking close to Jesus so that we in surrender and yielding and submission become who we already are Amen. that we recognise the power of our minds that Paul says in chapter 6 of Romans and verse 11 in the same way count yourselves dead to sin but alive to God you must continually view yourself in no other way Calculate the cross. It's the only logical conclusion to come to. Think of it this way. I am dead to sin. I am alive to God. I am seated with him in heavenly places. View everything from the perspective of who you are in Christ. View yourself and view one another in no other way. They are new creation. They have new possibilities. Don't view one another according to past identities or even present experience. Surrender to God and recognise who he calls you to be. So in that illustration at the beginning, coming to you right now to remind you of your true identity. In these 20 minutes and what you've heard from the testimonies in the baptism, they're reminding you of your true identity. Identity. Surrender who you think you are and discover your true identity in Christ, dear friends. Amen. 
Make a decision today to no longer strive to become. Make a decision today and every day to not use laws and legalism to somehow get from God something from him through your obedience to God. But recognise that Christ has done it all. Surrender that old identity. Run into, as it were, the phone box and discover I'm already a new creation. I'm already part of a brand new race on planet Earth. Wow. What's possible? What kind of life could I bring around me? What's this resurrection life capable of doing? The power that raised Christ from the dead is in me. God's at work in me. Life's at work in me. Heaven's at work in me. What's possible? What kind of fun could I have? What kind of words of life could I speak? What kind of adventures could we have? I'm alive to God. I'm here and my spirit is seated with him in heavenly places. Holy Spirit's in me. The power of the resurrection's at work in me. Wow, what could we do together, Jesus? Amen. Amen. What could we do together? What kind of influence could I have at home? What kind of influence could I have in my family? How much life could I release at work? Peace is at work in me. Joy is at work in me. Hope is at work in me. Thanksgiving and self-control are all at work in me. I'm no longer wrestling to become... I'm no longer trying to make my hands clean and my heart pure. I got that on the day I came to Christ. Amen. Now the rest of my life is exploring with him what this new life can do. What this new birth is capable of. And this life goes on and on and on and on for eternity. Amen. That what we taste now what you guys are feeling in your baptism, that's the life of eternity touching your spirit. And it just goes on. On and on and on from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. Never ending pleasure. Never ending pleasure of being loved by God. The never ending pleasure of being loved by Christ. The never ending pleasure of the witness of the Holy Spirit. That I am loved. That I am forgiven. Mm. That I am prized. That I am cherished. That I am completely clean. Amen. That I'm already accepted. I already measure up. Because he was made sin on my behalf and he paid it all so that I could become righteous. I invite us to stand. Mm.